2020, my year of whatever, my year of whatever, my year. And then the year you don't do that. This was a year of wisdom. So if you didn't get WISA in 2019, please, you have three more, two and a half weeks. Let wisdom come. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, I was reading something and the writer was trying to explain that some people are really eager to uh, prosper and to do well and, uh, you know, this and, you know, but he was trying to explain that, you know, you can relocate, you can change homes, you can change husbands, change wives, change whatever, you know, but if you are none the wiser, you will find yourself in the same place again. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah, because if you change your residence and you change your car, but you haven't changed your mind, then you haven't changed anything. Nothing. Should I give you a good example? Yeah, because if you don't change your bad driving habits and you change your car, your car will find itself in the same place the <laughs> where the old car is. Do, 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 do you get it? Yeah. Because if you have been drink driving, <laughs> you know, and you drink and you go and crash your car, and you go and get a new car, Brand new. you will, yeah, <laughs> you will find yourself in the same place. Do, 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 do you get it? Yeah. So it's not just about us getting excited that the year is coming to an end, but we should be more excited that we use the year well. Do you understand? And what the year was supposed to be for, we did it and even more. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Some of us, we said that 2019, no, no more gossiping. And you're ending the year. And your gossip anointing has even, your gossip anointing has even multiplied, multiplied. First, you used to gossip with one or two people. Now you have a community. I mean, you have increased. Yeah. What I'm saying is that you still have two and a half weeks to correct some of the things. Amen. You have two and a half weeks to do something to be able to also claim 2020. Do you get it? Yeah. A parent who gives a child ABC to be, go and do something and then the child doesn't do it and comes back and wants another lot of A, B, and C. What would the parent say? Where is the first A, B, and C? Isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah you know, um, my, my older brothers, they went to boarding school when my father was alive, and my father was quite meticulous, and he had a diary that wrote everything that you took to school. Every single thing that you... <laughs> every single thing that you take to school, he writes it. And then on your arrival from school... We do stock taking. <laughs> and then I had one of my older brothers who used to use everything he takes to school as a form of butter system. <laughs> Exchange for the most necessary things in his life, which were normally very, very trivial things. So that when he gets back and his suitcase or whatever is opened, they're expecting to take things, isn't it? Maybe four bare sheets or, you know, one... <laughs> then when you look on the other side, you see they put zero, dash, dash. <laughs> yeah. So when the next term comes, because sometimes his excuse was, oh, I left it in school. So when the next term comes and they're writing the list, 
the, my father would have put there already in school, already in school. <laughs> <laughs> May God not do that to us. <laughs> that our 2019 <laughs> already with you, <laughs> already with you. You know, because yeah, because I believe that God is putting so much in us. Do you understand? Yeah. That he expects us to have a harvest of good things. Do you understand? A harvest of mercy, a harvest of love, a harvest of not just fiscal harvest, but just, you know, he should be able to see that there is transformation. Do you understand? Every year you must decide that your life gets better. better. That you yourself, you get better. You get better as a person. You get better as a Christian. Do you understand? You get better as a parent. You get better as a whatever you are. You understand? You get better in your work. You get be- you you must desire. And you know, Pastor Sam is taking us through this very stringent, stressful process of um, <laughs> of uh, what do you call it? Accountability. But I think that we should apply it to our lives also. Do, 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 do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Take stock, take note, and see where you are falling short, and do better. Personally, it is a good way. To be, don't wait for exams to see that you haven't learned. Do you understand? Self-examine and then you yourself can fill in. So I pray that two and a half weeks left, but we will still do better before 2020 arrives. Amen. So that we are not told that already in stock, <laughs> that we already have it. Yeah, take stock of yourself. Amen. It's, I think that is also part of good leadership. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. You know, one of the things Reverend taught us earlier is the fact that we should begin to write, you, you, you know, yeah, write, you know, and examine yourself, yeah. Uh, for me, especially on the last day of the year, I write, yeah, I write my good and bad for 2019, and then I put down my expectations and what I can prove on in 2020, you understand? Yeah, you were worrying too much in 2019. Let's worry <laughs> for 2020. Yeah. You know, you didn't take A, B, and C seriously. Begin to take A, B, and C seriously. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a sign of good leadership. Amen. But we are going to finish what we're going to try and do a bit more of Nehemiah, and then we are going to trust God that as we have studied Abraham and Paul and Peter, you know, we are really going to show ourselves as great leaders wherever we may find ourselves. Amen. One of my things was that I worry less. That good, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that I worry less. And then, I think at some point I surpassed it, and then I needed to <laughs> I needed to take some steps back and begin to worry a little bit more. <laughs> you know, you have to get a good balance between, <laughs> you know, because when you don't worry at all, things can swirl. It can be very, 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 very dangerous. Yeah. You know. Nehemiah chapter 3. We have looked at Nehemiah chapter 1. We have looked a bit at Nehemiah chapter 3. I believe that last week we looked at the fact that God is our employer, isn't it? 
Our examiner is not a man, it's not man, it's not people, it is God. It is God. God is the one who is the one we have to give account to. God is the one that we aim to please. Do you understand? In pleasing God, you'll be a blessing to men. Do you understand? But never have it twisted that you rather please men rather than God. But the truth of it is that when you really please God, you take good care of men. Do you understand? But it should never be that your focus is that if men are happy with you, then you're okay. God must be happy with you. But really, the way that you know that God is happy with you is how you take care of what God has placed in your hands. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, we're going to look at Nehemiah chapter 3. Father, we thank you so much for your wisdom and your help. Where a good leader is, there is always orderliness. Where a good leader is, there is always orderliness. Where a good leader is, there is always orderliness. Where a good leader is, there is always orderliness. And there is just something about Nehemiah chapter 3. When I'm just going to read it and I'll show you a word that seems to appear in there. I'll start reading from verse number, well, maybe let's start from verse 1. Then Eliashib, is that his name? Hmm. Avoid some of these names. Huh? They're good names, but I don't know how your child will feel about it. The high priest rose up with his brethren, the priest, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and set up its doors. They consecrated it even to the tower of Hamia, or the hundred, as far as the tower of Hananel. And next to him, that is next to Eliashib, uh, the men of Jericho built. Next to them, Zachar, son of Emma, and the fish gate, the fish gate, the sons of Hasena built. They laid its beams and set up its doors, its bolts. And next to them, and then verse 5 goes, and then next to them, and then there was a pattern. And then there is a pattern. The church must have a plan. You see, even this thing we are trying to implement to go into 2020, that every department have your uh, plan. Every department, let's project it. It is part of orderliness. It's a sign of good leadership. Because once you know what you are going to do and what you are doing next and what you are doing next, you are going to be more productive. And you're also going to be able to tell when you haven't done. When you are just doing something, you don't know when you have done or you haven't done. Yeah, because do you know you can be very busy and very unproductive? Yeah. A lot of um, seamstresses, tailors, design, whatever. Good example. Very, it's a good example. Very good example. Have you gone to your seamstresses? Uh, um, <laughs> you go into their shop or their fact, wherever it is, you will see the different kinds of seamstresses. You see the one that would have maybe cut whatever, put a name on it and placed it. And then you see that they have put it in order of 
which one is coming first. And you can also go into a seamstress place. You see fabric everywhere. And, you, and then you walk in and say, oh, have you shown my this? And then they'll be like, ah, what, what's your fabric again? Hey. <laughs> then by the time they have pulled a, a wardrobe full of fabrics, you just give up and then you say, yeah. They, recently, my, I, I met my friend when we were on holiday. I hadn't seen her for decades. And as soon as I met her, the first thing I asked her is that, where's your brother? Because her brother used to design clothes and so I said, where is Titi? He has my gray fabric. <laughs> and I'm talking about this fabric, he got it in 1991. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And apparently now he's a very top designer somewhere in America there. I say, I pray for all those who. <laughs> yeah. You see, but I have, I have a, 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 a lady who sews for me now. Oh, when you arrive and she takes your measurement, takes your fabric, she takes a sheet of paper, writes the star, the, this, the date to be picked up, this, then she will staple it on this. There, and then she will staple it. Yeah, and then when you, she opens it, this thing, fabrics are not lying there. Everything's packed in something. And you see that this pack it means it belongs to Miss whatever, this one. Yes. There has never, she's been saying for me for more than 20 years, she has never given me a day, come and pick your clothes. And you have gone and she said, I'm not ready. Never. Ever. And I mean, I'm one of the lousiest people to be saying for, because I don't know what I want and I don't even know when I want it. But I know I <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes I go and I'm like, oh, I only have five days. I'm leaving five days. Then she look at my face. She said, but for the prayers that you've been praying for me. <laughs> so what, do you know what happens? So her prices are different and her service is different. But it is worth the extra to avoid all the headache of lost fabric, wrongly sewn fabric. <laughs> Makes those sew something, the fabric is not yours, it's for, <laughs> it's not your fabric, it looks close, it looks like your own, but it is not your own. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Sam says that some of them, instead of taking measurement, they'll look at you and they'll say, oh, it's okay. <laughs> we can get what you are. Yeah. But you see, that is also a type of leader. That is also, and you know, when she's not even there, you go there, and the people who work for her are there, they do exactly what they have seen her do. Yeah. When you ask them for, when am I coming to pick it up, and the woman is not there, and they are not sure, they'll never give you a date. They'll say, can I have your phone number? We'll call you within 24 hours. We'll call you to by tomorrow evening, and then we'll come. And you see them do exactly the same thing. Even little things. That when they have gone for lunch and they come in, they go straight to a room. They go and wash their hands. Because sometimes you go and get your dress and you see. <laughs> oil stain. Yeah, and then instead of even, they say, ah, this one is nothing. Just wash it to go. Just when you put small soap and water on it. And. But one of the things you see how they were building the wall is that there was order. What first? What next? What next? What? Oh, it doesn't matter, but it's all part of this thing. No, it's in, it does matter. That is why when you go and shop in the market, sometimes different from when you go and shop in maybe a high-end supermarket. That's a glad I come down. When you go into Primark, it's very different. Do you know that if you want to shop in Primark, go very early. Because after a certain time, everybody comes and scatters. I'm looking for size four. <laughs> and then we pull out the t-shirt, whatever. So by the time you come, the one you are looking for, you cannot 
uh, find it. Yeah. But then you also go to another shop. When, as you are putting the dress down, somebody is picking up to go and put it in the right place. Even whilst you are holding it, they were asking you, have you finished with it? So that they're going. It's very different. It's very, very, very different. Do you understand? Yeah. So you can also go, to, you can also go into a church. Do you understand? People have drunk their water and whatever, and then they'll just kick their bottle so they can create space to, <laughs> to, sit, to sit down. Yeah. And then you can also go to a place where, and Sheila is standing there. As you're about to put the water in your mouth, she's waiting to see where you drop it. And then she will pounce on you. <laughs> and then you, 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 you can't tell she's behind you, but you feel the eyes. <laughs> you feel the eyes on your neck. I know that sometimes it sounds harsh, and sometimes, it, but that is what makes the place always look nice. Yeah. Even when she's, even if she wasn't in church, as your biscuit is falling on the floor, you feel like she's standing around you. Yeah, sometimes I have to intervene and say, "Have mercy," but you see, it is a good thing. Okay, don't use my preaching to kind of <laughs> But actually, it is a very good thing. It is a good thing that the kitchen must be kept clean. The foyer must be kept clean. The toilets must be kept clean. It is a very, very, very good thing. Yeah. The next example wasn't good. Let's keep the kitchen as the example. Be more organized. Let your department be organized. Let your life be organized. Let your finances be organized. You don't just lead your body. You lead your money. You lead your children. You lead your, even your happiness and your joy. You lead it. And we must bring it into the church. We must bring it into the church. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. You see, when you find yourself saying a lot of, oh, I forgot. Oh, I didn't know. It should tell you that you are not organized. Because if you are organized, whether you write it somewhere, you know. I, I started doing this, uh, you people, this, your, uh, 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 what do you call these things? Tablet, where it gives you places to put diary and whatever. At the point, I realized it wasn't working for me. I had to go and get my file of facts back. And then I can write it inside. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, even if you use a diary or whatever, phone, whatever it is you use, use it to put some order in. You see, even sometimes the wastefulness in our life is because we are not organized. As we were going to Sainsbury's, we had no original plan. We sort of knew that we are running out on a couple of things. And then so when we get to the shop, we'll try and pick up a couple of things. And then you get into the shop and then you go and gather all the rest because you are passing. They say, oh, buy one, get one free. Mm. <laughs> and it's just you. One, the, the whole bread can only last three days. It will go off. It says buy one, get one free. Who are you going to feed with the second one? What are you saving? Yeah. Or buy one, get one half price. You are still going to pay more than buying one. And you are not going to eat two. You know you are not going to eat two. Neither are you going to dash one to anybody. It's just going to sit in your room. But as you are passing, you just saw it. It's because of people who are not organized that when you go to some of the shops, they put certain things at the till. 
as you are paying, they'll say, oh, we are doing special for chocolate. This guy, what do you want to handle? And then you think, yeah, yeah, because they know that, you know, once you are here, you have already pulled out your card. There will be joy. And before you know it, you have bought. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. You see the shopping you come out of Morrison or Asda or Aldi with, and you know that. If I, you get home and realize that I already have a pack of, I already have, I already have, I already have, actually what you really needed, you didn't buy. So you get home and say, oh, I should have gotten toilet roll. And toilet roll is essential. <laughs> now you have to go use tissue paper because you forgot to buy toilet roll. Yeah, meanwhile, you have gone to buy another box of uh, soap, and you have two boxes of soap. I'm just saying, become more organized. Become more organized. You know that church on Sunday is at 9.30 or 11, whichever service you come. You know. You absolutely know. Do you understand? Yeah, and you know that your hair needs an hour and 15 minutes. Hey, Pastor Sam, it's not a joke. I told you about the makeup thing. They say by the time they do first level, second level, blow it dry, add it, this, add it. You need minimum 45 minutes to an hour. So if you add it to the one hour for hair, you need two hours. And you know service is at 9.30. And you know that you are a church worker. You are a church worker and should be in church by 9.30. Do you understand? And then you have woken up at 8.45. And then you get angry when you walk into church at quarter to 11. Yeah. And you see, when you're not organized, you're always frustrated because you have to run and chase the bus. You're, you're almost about to miss. You're almost, yeah. You, you, you are almost late to work. You just sort of enter the door. <laughs> and you want to make sure everybody sees you that uh, 8.50, sort of, nine, you're in. Yeah. And then you are angry, especially those who drive. You, you are late. The person driving in front of you, they're actually way early. <laughs> so they're driving how the early people drive. And you are stuck behind them. <laughs> and, you are, and then you are angry. You see, if you don't know how to drive, they know how to drive. The road, it says maximum 40. And they are doing exactly 40. What do you want them to do? It's your disorganized schedule that is putting pressure on somebody who is supposed to get there. They are already an hour ahead of where they are going so they can look at the scene and the greenery. <laughs> oh, preach, Pastor, preach. I am preaching. I, I know I am preaching. Yeah. And you see, every time you do that, you're always anxious. You have a, a level of anxiety. And, and yeah, and you, you, you're always, it's like you, are, uh, you live on the edge. Sometimes you can fall over the edge. can live on the edge, live on the edge. One day before you know you have slipped, you are <laughs> in the valley. Organize your, it's my 2020 prayer for somebody that you become more organized. Yeah, I was supposed to have a meeting with somebody. The person has three children and they came for the meeting late. And they were trying to explain to me that they, have, they had to prepare three children. I said, yeah, I know you had to prepare three children. What time did you start preparing the children? Yeah. Because you see, you'll be surprised that 
even the minutes to think about what will uh, Charlie wear, what will this person wear, what will this person wear. That in itself is a project. And remember that you're not taking care of three, including yourself. And then if you have an, a husband who's also equally disorganized, that means you have to also add him to you. <laughs> Everything becomes stressful. Life is stressful enough without us adding to it. Sometimes the reason why you will fail an interview is because you didn't prepare yourself well. Not that you don't know, but because of the, the hours just before the interview. The drama that you created for yourself, you went in there flustered. Different from somebody who the night before decided I'm wearing a white shirt, I'm wearing a black this thing, I ended out, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to put on this. And they woke up in the morning, and they just had a quiet time, took a shower, put their shirt on, got to the place 15 minutes before. And you two, you have the same interview. And it's quarter to the bus, we come, so and then you're white or blue, white or blue, white or blue, blue, blue. Hey! You will be amazed at the little things that affect us. And then we bring it into the house of God. Because if you are, your children frustrated, you couldn't get them dressed. The last thing you want is when the Beulah is standing there, she's saying, hiya, 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 oh, hiya, hiya. <laughs> then the usher too will come and even annoy him more. Sorry, sorry, where are you sitting? Please, can you move one step forward? But it's not them. It is you. It is you. It is you. Yeah. You know for a fact that what you earn is 1,000 pounds. Okay, it's not 1,200. You know it is 1,000. There's no way you should write a budget that is 1,050 or 1,100. There's no extra 100. I know manna comes from heaven, but organize your money well. Yeah. Yeah, the donor partners in your life, they are silent. You must do the same next and next and next with your finances. Do you understand? Yeah. Most Christians don't tithe because they are disorganized. Let me tell you, if you stop wasting that extra things you shop for in Aldi and things, you can tithe. You can give offering. If you stop just wasting the extra bread, the extra... Some of us, we have canned things in our uh, uh, cupboards. They have expired. But it's money. So next time you are clearing your cupboard, all the things you are putting in the bin, calculate it. You understand? Yeah. You know the candle has gone rusty. That if you eat it, you get food poison. You have to throw it away. But you bought it, knowing very, very, very well that you don't like uh, kidney, kidney beans uh, soup. <laughs> they were doing time for a pound. It's a pound nevertheless. Yeah, that is why I don't like people saying it was only five pounds. It was, that is your disorganization. It was not only five pounds. Because ten or five pounds is fifty pounds. Let me give you the next one. I want us to close. I don't know why we are stuck on this one. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good 2020 theme, isn't it? Yes. To become, you see, let me tell you, I've worked and managed people at work for a long time. And you can tell the difference. And sometimes the difference is so minute. The difference is that somebody, when they're leaving Monday evening or Tuesday evening, they take their notebook and they put tomorrow's date on. Twelve, tomorrow is 12. They put 12 to call this, to finish up this, to send this report, to tell this. They come in the next day. That's the first thing. You two, you come and say, ah, yesterday, what were you doing yesterday? I'm supposed to. 
Yeah. And so they are always in trouble because it will only take somebody coming to ask, have you finished this? Give me an hour. I'll be there. Which is very different from somebody who is already preempts and knows that this is the, this is this, this is what I've, I have to finish this. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody. This, I know, I know, Pastor Ben, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And, and I'm trying to go, I have, I have five more points to give. And this order is not, organization is not going. Pastor, Reverend says I shouldn't be in a hurry. We can do it after. <laughs> we can continue after. Because this is so fundamental. It is so important for us, even how we manage our churches, how we manage our departments, how we manage what work we are doing in the house of God. Somebody's own feels so tedious, and somebody is just sliding through. And the difference is just that somebody is organized and somebody is not. You know, a lot of the time when I go and have some of these women, a question that they always, how do you balance marriage, children, ministry, work? And, and then I tell them, become more organized. I don't know whether they, they want me to say pray more. Oh, oh. Become more organized. Then you know, and that is why sometimes people who are married to unbelievers, their, their husbands want to destroy them. You see, because they look at the wife who has dressed, going to, yeah, that was the word. <laughs> Going to church, no food in the house. Mess, the house is messed up, nothing. And they are looking, they, they are looking sharp, 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 sharp. But you know, you know, you know that whether you go and come or not, the people in the house will have to eat. You know that these dishes, they don't have any other way of being washed unless somebody takes sponge and soap and puts it together. Yes. So what do you do? Friday, I have all night. So when I get back from work on Thursday, what do I have to do? Yes, others may be going to sleep, but I know that Friday, I won't get time to do that. So you do it. I have to cook. I may not be able to cook now. But can I prep? Can I chop up the meat? Can I steam it at least and put it in the fridge? Can I cut the onions and things? And then so you can organize yourself. Yeah. You know, a few times I've had people come visit me and they are so surprised for some because they are standing by me in the kitchen and I prepare four dishes. I say, your problem is that you haven't even decided what you are doing and how you are going to do it. Yeah. Because you can realize that three of the dishes need the, name, the same base. So why are you going to do three different ones? Do one, then you share it among the three. It doesn't taste the same. Your food that we ate, what different did it taste? Let me move on. I think I should move on. Are you going to be organized? People fail their exams because they're not organized. They're reading this, then they're reading this, then they, they get confused. Yeah, say, ah, this one, is it a philosophy question or sociology? Mm. I used to study with people who used to do that. They'll be reading this, they'll be like, ah, it's boring. Then they'll take another one, then they'll say, ah, it's boring. Then, yeah. And then the end, they wouldn't have studied anything, but those who were maybe asleep thought that, hey, they've been gone for four hours, they must have studied. They haven't studied anything. <laughs> You'll be surprised that some people are even detailed to the fact that first two hours, I'm going to study this, second two hours, and then I'll have a break for an hour. Because you see, 
Part of organization is the fact that you should know that you can't learn for four hours and remember everything. Half of it will be wasted if there's not a break with it. But somebody who has organized the one knows that 12 o'clock I'm breaking for one hour and I'm going to have a rest or I'm going to do that. Even our social media, you say, we must become more organized. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get on, you relax, you can check all your mails, this, that, that, laugh on Facebook, whatever. And, uh, you know, when you are not organized, then you realize that the time that you should be doing something important is when you are. I said 2020 is going to be all right. Yeah, we're going to do better. And we are going to love organization. You see, all of us, we like going to places that are organized. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I told you, I can't remember who it was, my who uh, um, showed me that thing. You know, because I, I, I told her that I don't like going to Primark. I mean, Primark things, some are really good. I said, it's not the quality. It's the chaos in the shop. So she was the one who gave me advice. She said, do early morning. <laughs> if you're going to go into Primark, go when the shop is open. Because when they open the shop, everything is in place. Within an hour. <laughs> but we all like to go to places where there's order. In fact, people are paying thousands to go to Europe or America, whatever. You know why? Because there's order. Because it's more organized. Because when it's your turn, it's your turn. Nobody is going to come and take your uh, uh, whatever and go and give it to somebody. Or you don't have to bribe to pass. You don't have to. If you have passed, you have passed. If you have failed, you have failed. Yeah. Everybody wants to go to a place that's organized. Do you know that? Yeah. Everybody, when you live in a home that is organized, you do well. Yeah. If you like those of us studying, clean your room and learn. And then another time, leave your room really messy and learn. And come and tell me <laughs> what the difference was from when the chaos was there. I, I used to have a, a friend, and she was very clever, but she was so messy. Hey, university, when you go to her room, you have to jump over things. She herself, when she's coming to sleep, her bed is full. She'll just move everything to the side. And great, just enough for her. But she was very skinny, so she just needed small space. So long as she can lie straight, she's sorted. And when you go and talk, she will tell you that, is it your room? Is it your bed? She's married now. I pray for her. (laughs) And do you know that when you are not organized, it becomes more difficult when they mess is more. Example, if you don't wash your 10 dishes, there's no way you can wash 50 dishes. Becomes a mountain. Comes, the mole becomes a mountain. Yeah. You understand? If you don't scrub your bathroom and then it, everything cakes, you, if you don't have strength to just rinse, how are you going to get strength to scrub? Let's do the next one, please. Tell the person by you become more organized. Yeah, become more organized. Become more organized. And sometimes we, as well, those of us who are Christians, we spiritualize everything. As I'm led by God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as, I'm, as, I'm, as I'm led by God. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm waiting on God to, I'm, I'm, if I, I'm trusting God to give me direction. The Bible says that do all things to the glory of God. So that puts you into the mix. Do you get it? And God is not the author of confusion. Do you know that? Yeah, God does not generate chaos. No. God never generates chaos. You, you tidy up your life and you will see the difference it will make to your health, your mental state. Oh. And let's bring it into the house of God. Let's, let's appreciate order. Yeah, why are that? Sunday I'm going to talk about it. That we can't be Christians that when they say sit here, you say no, I like back, I like front, I like side. This is not your bedroom. This is not your house. This is church. And we didn't come here to choose corner chair, back chair, front chair. <laughs> oh, there's an asha in the house. There's an asha in the house. Yeah. People have left church because of where they told them to sit. Can you imagine? You want to serve God. You want to come and worship God. There are countries that they have to hide to serve God. They are underground. They have to kneel. There's no chair. There's nothing. Once Reverend put a video on Nanda, the people were sitting in water, walking inside the service that rained. The whole place was flooded. They came into the flood. They were serving God. If it was here, we have to close the building. And said there'll be no service today because um, the place is flooded. It's an evil thing. It's not a good thing. It's not a godly thing. It's not a godly thing. And when they finally come and sit down, they'll be angry. They'll squeeze their face like lemon juice. And then the ashes get confused and get frustrated. See, but what makes the church nice is the fact that when, it, when there's order, we can attract unbelievers into the house of God. Can I leave this order so that we can go? I have plenty powerful points. I have a lot of powerful points, but God is not releasing me on this matter. It's my message for the end of 2019. <laughs> the wires, no pastor, it's not the wires. It's the Holy Spirit move. You are preaching, then somebody will just stand up. That says the Lord. Then the pastor too will stop teaching. Because a higher voice is speaking. I'm preaching, judging, I'm preaching. Yeah. So then we'll stop. Then the person will give whatever message from the chicken the earth. And then they will just you see, but what you don't realize is that the Spirit of God will never do that. Yeah. When God is giving wisdom, that will not be the time that they want to. No. Yeah. That is why there will be times that there will be a prayer meeting and a word will come. Yes. And we'll receive it. Yeah. That is why in this house, if the preaching is going on and you try and manifest, the ashes will carry you <laughs> together with, to, to the back. To the back. Yeah. Together with your prophecy. <laughs> it's destroying the house of God. Yeah. It is. A message. Yeah. I went for a program once. Pastor, 
The pastor was coming to take offering. He prophesied over everybody. Then the person was coming to preach, you know, who was a foreign preacher, not knowing he was feeling the way I was feeling. And then he said, it is only that he mentioned the country that we can have four services in one. I said, preach, pastor, preach, preach, pastor, preach. It was so pathetic. Yeah. The Lord says, I should tell you. He said, I'm holding my ten. I was coming to mention the currency. I want to put it in the offering, please. Can you give me space to put it into the offering? So we, we, we ruin gifts that God has brought to the body to be a blessing to us. They become a ridicule. Do you know that? They become a ridicule. Yeah, we make a mockery of it. But it's something precious and valuable. When I was young, my mom used to stretch. You know, they could be going, they are preaching, then somebody will raise a song. Preaching. Then somebody will raise a song that is on their heart. Then they will get chorus from another corner. And they will tell you that is the move of the spirit. No, that is chaos. That is chaos. Yeah. do that and don't encourage it. Those of you who have started branches, don't encourage it and don't be intimidated. When you see that things are being messed up, don't be afraid to correct it. If you can't, can't call me. Somebody has to have a bad name. It's okay. You know, like people who have corrected their children, and the children were angry. When they are grown, they always say thank you. Most of us who made it through and survived a lot of bad things and, you know, were protected, we never stopped saying thank you to our parents. Even though we were so angry and were upset. Everybody's going to a party. Why can't I go? Everybody had done this. They are putting makeup on. Why can't I put lipstick? And then some, some, of, some of us, you know, will hide a lipstick somewhere by force to put on our mouth. And then your mother will still find it and get cloth, not even wet cloth, dry cloth, and wipe and scrape your mouth. <laughs> Together, to start, your mouth will start bleeding. Yeah. I remember once my sister tried to uh, put, uh, texturize her hair so that it will be softer. And then, <laughs> you know, when somebody has put chemical in their hair, when you put water in the hair, it reacts differently. So that was my mother's test. So she put the water and she saw, mm. the way the hair was changing. She didn't say anything. She just took scissors right in the middle and cut it very low level and left and cut the middle there and left the rest of the thing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you like, keep it like that. She cried for days. But you see, when you grow up, then you realize that it was saving you because you, have, you, you don't want to do things on your head that people will think you're an adult and you are ready to do adult things. Tell somebody, put your life in order. Put your life in order. Yeah. And tell somebody, help put the church in order. Yeah. Help put the church in order.
don't know whether to give you the next one. Our time is up. Yeah, I'll give. We are still in chapter 3, verse 5. Do you have it on the screen? Nehemiah 3, verse 5. The next one is that. Work with the willing and available. And it's not perturbed whether the skilled are there or not. It says that next were the people from Tekoa, though their leaders refused to work with the construction supervisors. Do you have the Amplified? So what it said, the, the Amplified or the KO said that the noble, next to him, the men of Tekoa made repairs, but their nobles did not support the work. Most people don't go far because they'll say, we don't have the resources. Do you understand? Because you know that the nobles will have more capacity. Do you understand? They'll have more financial might, more greater influence. Do you understand? Yeah, they can uh, command more. But it says that next to them, the men made their repairs in spite of the fact that the nobles would not help. Most people struggle. And this tells you it's by nation, by country, by whatever. If we don't get help from the nobles, we can't do it. Yeah. You see, some churches fight looking for rich people to be part of the church. It's not true. Statistics will tell you that a lot of rich people don't give much in church. Recently, I don't know if you listened to that confer uh, conference that uh, Archbishop Nick Dems recently had. And he, I think it was after the way he was talking. He said, you know, his church, a lot of times people are saying that, oh, it's a rich people's church. If you are not rich, whatever. Then he was saying that the offering that week, whatever, that was like a major thing. Then he mentioned something. And he mentioned another church. He said, oh, the people there are very young people. They get twice the same offering. But you see, a lot of the time people stop and say, oh, I cannot. You know, this year, Reverend kept encouraging people, buy a house, buy a house. But most of us didn't even try it because we were locating, the, we couldn't find the nobles. We were looking for the nobles. They will not support it. They will not support it. I was telling uh, Pastor William, I said, listen, your children are your most important church members. And if you build them up, you will be amazed the work they will do in Bradford. You are looking for skilled, whatever, and say, potential anointed singers. And yeah, for more, at least the first four or five churches we started, Gloria will say, I was praise and worship leader, whether you like it or not. Because that is what you have. The nobles were not there. It doesn't matter. The worship is from the heart. Listen. <laughs> Most people will not do it because they'll say they don't have it. Yes. You know, last year, Reverend said we should start chapels and things. It was a struggle. But look at the state of the chapels today. People are always looking for, if we get this, and that is why there's so much even fornication in the church. Mary. When I get a fridge and a microwave and a, a this, 
when I get her, when I get her, when I get her, when I get her. You don't need those resources to move forward. Start working with what you have and use what you have to the maximum. Yeah. I can imagine that even in Leeds, they're probably saying that, hey, CICC, they have wealth and they, they can do great things. And they, yes, yes, and we will tell you that, yes, we have, because what God has given us is enough for us to do what we have to do. But most of us get so discouraged with our life. With a, no, you don't need a mansion. You have a two-bedroom flat. Make it nice. Get candles, get whatever, and make the place nice. Get a bed you like. Get pillows you like and sleep on it well. Don't need a water bed. Where are the poor sleeping on the water bed? They can't sleep. <laughs> we are always waiting. We underestimate what we have and we exaggerate what we don't have. But what you have is good enough. What you have can do a lot. Yeah. Choristers, stop waiting. We have been waiting for you people to wear robes. Oh, you are not wearing robes. Are you waiting to be 15 in a choir before you wear robes? What you have, 10 of you in robes, is amazing. I've learned a lot from Reverend, you know. Because I used to be the kind I used to think that you have to have all this before you do this. You have to have that. Then Reverend told me that, no. Just increase your faith <laughs> and step. Yeah. And if it's for God, God will not never let you fail. Yeah. And God also knows that you will never, listen, to do anything for God, you will never have what you need. You will always be under so that faith can increase and strive. There are things that some of us should have done in 2019 we didn't do because the numbers never appeared. So I'm just telling you that 2020, they will not appear. <laughs> so if you are going to do it, just get going and just do it. Just, just do it. Just do it. When you meet somebody that you want to get married to, marry the person. Stop this permutation of financial complications. And During the convention, Reverend said that he wanted us to go into a new level, have full time. Most of us didn't even have the faith and the trust that we can support this thing. But the one thing I've learned from Reverend is that that never changes it. Do you understand what I'm saying? It will still come on. And you know the funny thing? God will still finance it. Because if you say that, well, let's see. If we finally raise 50,000, it will be enough to cover three staff or four. You won't do anything. You, you will never do anything. So those of you who were supposed to buy your house this year that you didn't buy, next year, I'm telling you, the nobles are not coming. Just do it. Just do it. And that is why in this church, we encourage everybody to serve God. This weird thing of, you know, you have to be of this spiritual level to... Where, where did you learn that from? Read John 3.16 and go to the city center and share it. Most of us, even pastors, we still don't understand the book of Daniel. And we are pastoring. 
Because what you have is what you have to take with you. It's going to be good in 2020, I tell you. It's going to, because we are entering it with great wisdom. Amen. We are entering it with great wisdom and great confidence.